Welcome to the Think Like an Innovator podcast. I am Paul Sloan, and in each episode I tell you the stories of great thinkers, leaders and innovators. We explore what motivated them and the approaches they used. We do this in order to draw out some inspiration and lessons that we can profit from. The stories are based on my book, Think Like an Innovator, published by Pearson. This episode we look at the work of two pioneers, innovators who achieved great things and then who fell from grace. Mohammed Yunus, Bangladeshi founder of the Grameen Bank, pioneer of microcredit and Nobel Prize winner, and Travis Kalanick, the founder of Uber. Mohammed Yunus was born the son of a goldsmith in a village in Chittagong in modern-day Bangladesh. He was the third of 14 children, five of whom died as infants. He was inspired by his mother, who was always keen to help poor people in their town. The boy grew up wanting to help eradicate poverty. He studied economics at Dakar University and then worked as a research assistant in the National Bureau of Economics. He became a university lecturer. In 1965, he gained a Fulbright scholarship to study at the Vanderbilt University in the USA, where he gained a PhD in economics. After lecturing in the USA, he returned to Bangladesh, where he became head of economics at Chittagong University. In 1974, he led a group of his students on a field trip to a poor village. They met a woman who made bamboo stools. She had to borrow the equivalent of 20 US cents to buy the bamboo for each stool she made. She borrowed money from local loan agents who charged exorbitant interest rates, and so she remained in poverty. Yunus tried an experiment. Using his own funds, he made a loan of $27 to a group of 42 women basket weavers. He found that even this small amount made a huge difference and enabled them to build their small enterprises and eventually to pay the loan back. He started to issue many more microloans in the face of obstruction and criticism from banks and the government for whom the idea was too revolutionary. In 1983, he founded the Grameen Bank, meaning village bank, to make microloans to poor entrepreneurs. Yunus met strong opposition from anti-capitalist radicals and from conservative imams who warned women would be denied a Muslim burial if they borrowed money from Grameen. But the bank proved very popular and made millions of small loans. Grameen fostered an innovative system of solidarity groups of people who band together to apply for loans and to act as co-guarantors of the repayment. Their joint informal commitment helps them to build successful businesses and to pay back the debt. In Bangladesh, Grameen grew to over 2,500 branches, lending small amounts to over 8 million borrowers in 80,000 villages. 95% of the borrowers were women, and the default rate on the loans was less than 3%, which is better than most conventional banks. The success of the Grameen microfinance model has been copied in over 100 countries around the world. In 2006, Yunus was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, along with Grameen Bank for their efforts to create economic and social development. The Nobel Committee said, Mohammed Yunus 
has shown himself to be a leader who has managed to translate visions into practical action for the benefit of millions of people, not only in Bangladesh, but also in many other countries. Loans to poor people without any financial security had appeared to be an impossible idea. From modest beginnings three decades ago, Yunus has first and foremost, through Grameen Bank, developed microcredit into an ever more important instrument in the struggle against poverty. Yunus was the first Bangladeshi to receive a Nobel Prize. He announced that he would donate the $1.5 million award to create a company to provide low-cost food for the poor and to build an eye hospital for the poor in Bangladesh. In 2009, Yunus received the United States Presidential Medal of Freedom and the Congressional Gold Medal in 2010. In 2008, he was rated number two in Foreign Policy Magazine's list of the top 100 global thinkers. He was recognised for his achievements all around the world. However, the great success of Mohammed Yunus generated envy and resentment. After he criticised state corruption in 2001, the Bangladesh government launched an investigation of the Grameen Bank and ordered his removal as managing director. In 2011, following his dismissal, Yunus petitioned the Bangladesh High Court challenging the legality of the decision to remove him as managing director. The US Senator John Kerry expressed his support for Yunus and said he was deeply concerned by this affair. The same day in Bangladesh, thousands of people protested and formed human change to support him. However, the High Court, which heard the petitions, confirmed the dismissal of Yunus Muhammad. Insights for innovators. Innovate with a moral purpose. Muhammad Yunus had a strong desire to help poor people. He applied his knowledge of economics and finance to come up with an innovative model of tiny loans to groups of poor entrepreneurs. He found a new way to alleviate poverty by empowering women who wanted to run their own businesses and work their way up. Your ethics can drive your innovations. Innovate by minimisation. Most banks would make only larger loans because of the administration involved. They also required some kind of collateral guarantee. Yunus cut the paperwork to a minimum did away with collateral and made tiny loans that other banks would laugh at. He found that the solidarity of groups led to a strong shared commitment to pay back. Can you find a tiny solution to a problem that bypasses big, clumsy or bureaucratic conventions? And finally, success can generate envy, resentment and criticism. So if you succeed with your innovation, be prepared for some arrows to head your way. In 2009, a young man called Travis Kalanick was in Paris for a conference and he couldn't get a taxi anywhere. He wondered about this and whether there was a better system than public transport or taxis, whether it would be possible to harness the unused capacity of all the drivers in Paris who would happily give him a lift for a small payment. He went on to found Uber. Kalanick was born in Los Angeles. He enrolled at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, to study computer engineering. But in 1998, he and some colleagues dropped out to found SCORE Inc. The company developed a multimedia search engine and a peer-to-peer -peer file sharing service. 
In 2000, some of the largest media companies in the USA issued a lawsuit against Scour, alleging copyright infringement, and the company filed for bankruptcy. In 2001, Kalanick started a new company, Red Swoosh, which offered peer-to-peer file sharing. It was acquired by Akamai Technologies for $19 million in 2007. In 2009, Kalanick and Garrett Camp founded Uber, and Kalanick credits Camp with the original idea. A mobile application that connects passengers with drivers of vehicles for hire and ride-sharing services. The company started as a two-car operation in San Francisco and then rocketed upwards. By 2016, it had over 1 million drivers and was delivering over 3 million rides a day in 66 countries. It was valued at $62 billion. It was claimed to be the fastest growing startup in business history. So big was the impact that Uber became a verb, meaning to disrupt an entire industry model. It became the leading exponent of the gig economy, which allows people to make money by sharing their resources. This concept includes many other companies such as Airbnb and TaskRabbit. Uber ran into fierce opposition from taxi companies and trade unions around the world because of its disruptive effect and novel labour model. Kalanick has been pugnacious in his response and is quite happy to take on vested interests. He said, there are a lot of rules in cities that were designed to protect a particular incumbent, but not to move a city's constituents, its citizens and the city itself forward. And that's the problem. He went on to say, New York had the same number of taxi licences for 60 years. The cab owners lobbied together and created artificial scarcity. Things got so bad that nobody else could get into the business. A driver had to pay almost $150 a day to get a licence and drive a cab. He claimed that Uber empowered drivers, delivered value to passengers and reduced congestion. Kalanick's combative nature was an asset in the early days of the company where he's fighting vested interests. But later it became a liability as more and more allegations of misconduct surfaced at Uber. In 2017, a video emerged of Kalanick arguing with an Uber driver and berating him. He was accused of covering up cases of sexual harassment in the company and five major investors demanded his resignation. So he stood down as CEO of the company he had founded. Insights for innovators. Innovate with other people's resources, especially if they are underutilised resources. Uber does not own any cars. It is fundamentally an app that links people who want rides with people who are prepared to provide them. How can you harness the gig economy to help other people provide a service that customers will value? Find something broken and fix it. Kalanick had the idea for Uber when he was in Paris and could not find a taxi. Most people would just complain or take the bus, but Kalanick thought there must be a better way. He asked, how could I harness the capacity of all the drivers in Paris who would be happy to give me a ride for a fee? Wherever there is a constraint on a supply, there is an opportunity for an innovator to find a new way to meet the demand. Your big win is unlikely to be the first company you start. Uber was Kalanick's third internet startup. His first went bankrupt and his second was a small success, well, compared with Uber. Many entrepreneurs find that their first few ventures are learning experiences and the big payback comes later. Do not be downhearted. 
if you have some early failures. The skills you need to succeed with a startup are different from the skills you need to lead a major corporation. Entrepreneurs who lead successful startups should recognize their own limitations and be prepared to stand down if necessary when the company becomes larger and more mature. These stories are based on the book Think Like an Innovator by Paul Sloan, published by Pearson and available from Amazon and all good bookstores.